0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered Rise and today I'm lucky enough to have with me Brennan. He has been on before and we are lucky to have him. Brennan, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great, Heidi. Thanks for having me.
0: So this little journey of yours, how did this start that you got so entangled with all of these things you're about to discuss with me?
1: Well, a little bit about my background. So uh, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a pastor. I've never been to seminary. Uh, you know, just a pretty, pretty normal graphic designer. Um, You know, I just I make shapes and colors for a living. But for some for some reason, uh, the Lord just really ignited a, a passion for his word over the last couple of years. So I grew up in a Christian home, uh, just a really typical evangelical Christian, you know, always just kind of was Oh well, I'm going to church. I'm getting the word from the pastor. Like that's enough. I grew up around it. Both my parents are believers, and uh, for me, you know, it was always just kind of, uh, it was it was more it was very religious. It was just like, you know, this is what we do. This is who we are. This is how we've always operated. And then for like, you know, most of us in the truth community, COVID really changed everything.
0: <laughs> right. The yeah. Thing and that so never I
1: was, <laughs> I know I was in a place, you know, even with my faith walk mm. where I just kind of put God almost at more of like an arm's distance. You know, I was like, all right, God, you kind of sit over here and I pray every once in a while. I read when I can and, you know, life's going pretty good. Like I got a wife, I got a business going, like, I don't, you know, I, I'm good to go and you know there was a there was a piece of me especially you know in my early 20s um you know doing a lot of ministry even you know being on staff at a church just real burnout from religion and so there was not really a piece of me that wanted to like dive deep again but covid man just really you know ruined my ruined my <laughs> routines ruined my comfortability and you know the more that I got into it I was just like man this is so weird something about this just does not feel right and so you know like a lot of people my first inclination was okay well if I don't like these circumstances I'll figure out how to vote my way out of it right so you know for the first time in my life I was political and I think a lot of people would say that coming out of you know 2020 into the fall as we're ramping up towards that presidential election everyone's starting to say like okay well the ballot box is really important now and so you know I was heavy on the Trump train. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, all right, if I can be conservative enough, if I can be Republican enough, like all of this is going to go away and my life is going to go back to normal. All and right. Was um, so, normal. so <laughs> far from the truth. Right. Oh, right. And little did we know. Yeah, I know. Little, little did I know that casting two weeks to vote, flatten
0: the curve. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. yeah and I, I mean, I pretty quickly saw through it. Like I was like, okay, this is stupid. Like this is a cold. Like mm-hmm. I never really, I mean. It's, it's so strange. Like I remember even the first like two weeks, like going into a grocery store and seeing people starting to wear masks and thinking this is really dumb. Like, and just feeling the, the immense amount of like peer pressure that went along with yes. it.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: you know, so it's like, I mean, none of us really understood the first month or two, like what was going on in its fullness. Right. So mm-hmm. you can't blame churches for shutting down. You can't blame people for you know, shutting down their non-essential businesses, all this. I mean, lucky, lucky for me, like um, you know, my business is all online based. So I wasn't affected at all. But man, it was just it was just more and more clear leading into that fall that like something was really messed up. And you know, I, I fully felt like going in on, on November second or whatever that I don't even remember what day that was, you know, cast my vote for Trump and then about 1 a.m. I look at what's going on. I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. we're good to go. It's going to be just fine. Yeah. And I wake up at, you know, eight o'clock and I'm like, nope, this is not right. This is
0: is 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 not okay. You know, so
1: you just see that.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and at that point I was like, okay, there is some really weird stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had, I had one friend who kind of said, Hey, have you heard of this Q thing? And I was like, what? And Mm -hmm. so she, you know, she sends me this link and I start doing, I start looking at it and, you know, I'm just overwhelmed at first, but like, you know, a lot of people also, I'm like, this sounds pretty good. Like if this Mm -hmm. is, true, and you know, all this stuff's going on behind the scenes and we got to get all this corruption out, like I'm on board with that. I would like that to happen. Right. And so, you know, that was kind of really my wake up call to a lot of the things going on, whether it was human trafficking, whether it was just the level of, you know, it's crazy to think that, As someone who grew up in the church for thirty years, and then to really not even realize how far you know uh, Satanism or these Luciferians were willing to go—oh, yeah, secret organizations—they're
0: all in. Yeah, they're all. It
1: it was it was like just a month and a half of kind of shell shock because your your reality that you've built up in terms of like what it means to be a a normal middle class American is completely shattered, and and everything is. and And I think at that point, like you know, leading, leading up, it was like, okay, if I can vote the right way, I can go back to normal. And then I think after that, a lot of people realized there's never going to be normal again. Yeah, Like yep. this changes everything. Whatever I was in 2019 is not coming back. It's
0: never happening. So it's, so it's, yep.
1: what do you, what do you do now? Yep. And, you know, thankfully for me, like having at least a little bit of, you know, faith background of an understanding of scripture um, and, you know, I'm just so thankful to the Holy spirit that, that, like, I started reading some of these Q posts and I'm thinking to myself, I think I missed the rapture. Like, this is so crazy. Like, <laughs> You're like,
0: no, they left me. Don't, I'm like, don't you know, leave I'm, me, man. I'm
1: like, okay, it's supposed to be this golden age again. Like, you know, we're going to have this really cool currency, like everyone's going right. to get along. And I'm like, this sounds a lot like the millennial reign. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like analyzing all these like, you know, revelation charts and I'm trying to figure out where we're at on the timeline. And I'm thinking that like a great awakening doesn't fit. And and so, you know, that's kind of when I, I said, okay, I've, I've coasted on what I know in the Bible. I've coasted on it, but I really need to know, I need to know what's in it now. And, and at that point, I mean, I remember I was sitting on this, this bench right back here. I'm sitting there and I'm praying, I'm saying, God, at this point, I do not care what I have to rip out. I don't care what's true and what's not true. I don't care whether it's something that I've you know felt about religion my entire life. It's, whatever it is, I will rip it out. I just want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe two days later, you know, I see uh, a YouTube video in my algorithm that's the unseen or the supernatural conference by Dr. Michael Heiser. And that, man, rest in peace, Dr. Heiser, because that changed my life forever. And so the the material that we're going to talk about now, just, you know, this is kind of really the framework. And this gives us, you know, especially for us in like the truth community, as we're sorting out, we're trying to use discernment in terms of like, what's true, what's more lies, what's, you know, is this just, you know, you know, more targeted information to throw us off? Like, are they just it gives you really good biblical guardrails to say, okay, does this fit into the biblical framework? Like, is this possible? Okay. Yes. Or no. And then what do you keep and what do you throw out? And what and do so, you do with
0: it all? Yeah.
1: yeah. And it, and it really, for the first time it man understanding, you know, the divine council understanding an angelic view of Genesis six, understanding the seed war, understanding uh, giants in the old Testament, understanding the origins of where we get the demons in the new Testament and today and what it means to actually engage in spiritual warfare, you know, especially according to Ephesians 12, it it's. The church lost
0: that the church that before 2020. I would rather say you would very rarely, if ever hear the word Nephilim, you would very rare. It was like in, Oh, you're in that weird place over there. Like this is a weird tangent area. And then also deliverance. It was like also a weird tangent, like, oh, you're one of those people, like, okay, go watch The Exorcist again. You know, I mean, it was like people didn't really get it. And I, I step back and go, wait a minute, most of the Bible is about deliverance. What are you doing? Why are we throwing this out? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's
1: crazy. You know, it's if, if I, I can go back and count on, you know, my hand in, in terms of, you know, this, that check mark in terms of like thinking about, you know, growing up. Even in my twenties, like I, you know, had never experienced any or been around deliverance, like casting out demons. I didn't understand the origin of demons. I, I, if someone would have said, "What's a demon?" I would have been like, "I really don't know, but it's a bad guy in the fire. <laughs> it's know?
0: something you don't need. Yeah, and, you hope and, you, you know that. People
1: would have been like, like "Oh, well, where does you know where does that come from?" And I've been like, "Well, you know, they're just it's kind of they hang around with Satan." <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're his
0: buddies, you know. You know, <laughs>
1: you know and, and especially like a lot of evangel, like we're still very split in the North American church, even in terms of like gifts of the Spirit and what it means. Not only from a you know negative side, spiritual like witchcraft, um, you know, demons, uh, Nephilim, all this stuff, but even from a positive side, when you're talking about gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, word of knowledge, uh, speaking in tongues, and so. It there's a really big, broad spiritual realm, and we're not taught how to engage in the warfare going on in that realm. And what's bad is that that spiritual realm is actually probably a lot more tangible and, and a lot more real than even the physical realm that we're experiencing. Yeah.
0: Well, because if you look at it and really apply it, like my first time of ever hearing about um like demons, real, not like, I mean, of course I heard about demons, but not like diamond ions, you know, like actual getting into like, what is happening was because I got really into Derek Prince and it happened to be in 2020 because there were no churches. Like you said, I was on YouTube a lot and I was looking for, I was looking to feed that hunger within me because I've lost my daughter, not to death, but she is strange for me. And I was super sad. So I was trying to figure it out you know, just delving into the Bible, my journaling, all the things because of the world around us and my world within my own home. So I was like, help me, <laughs> like, help me, please. You know? And even though it, uh, not, not all of his stuff is amazing. I, I really like him. He's passed away, but I know he can be really legalistic. People complain. He's Protestant. I I'm non, I don't care what anyone is like, if they have a good word to share, I, I will listen to it. You know, I'm not I'm not sold to one thing. I'm just non-denominational, but I just felt like, oh, I'd never heard anybody talk about it like that. I'd never heard like even the word diamond ion, you know, or how, I don't know, maybe it's demonion. I, I don't know exactly how that's supposed to be said, but, um, it, either way, whatever. I'd never heard of it before in a, ch- a church stance, because what happens when you go to people with this is they go, you shouldn't be talking about that. That's scary. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, I think we need to know about this stuff.
1: <laughs> I don't know yeah, about so, for you. I mean, ironically, you know, the thing <laughs> that really ignited this trail for me and made me feel like, wow, there's really something to this. And the thing that probably actually put that seminar in my algorithm was as I was doing more research when it came to the politics, uh-huh. I stumbled across the WikiLeaks. And inside of one of you know HRC's emails was a staffer who said, "Hey, just so you know, we had somebody request access to the Neph- Nephilim burial ground." Oh. And I went, "Wait, what?" Like <laughs> that's in a political paper. Entire, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in church my entire life. I barely know what that word is. Mm-hmm. I know it's obscure. Yes. And. you This is; these are supposed to be people who are operating under basically, you know, an atheist like not biblical paradigm. But they're still. So you're telling me that there that there's top secret documents that are alluding to a people group in the Bible
0: that aren't supposed to exist. Yeah. Yeah, and so
1: I was just like, "What? Like, what is going on here?" And so when I started researching it, you know, I, I kind of. Got a couple things here or there, and I mean YouTube does a really good job of uh censoring a lot of stuff, oh, right? Now. Yeah. So, definitely. you know, thankfully the Holy Spirit put that seminar in, in you know in my in my algorithm. And I mean it was a six-hour seminar, and I I I'm dead serious. I started it at I don't know, one or two in the afternoon. I watched it all the way through. All wow. like six hours. All and you because, were like,
0: wait, I'm done.
1: <laughs> because it yeah. it was like My entire life, you know, having someone go through and and give you topical, um, you know, seminars where they just kind of give you a pep talk or they just talk about, you know, life advice. You get this popcorn like, you know, you don't go verse by, I mean, a a lot of churches do teach verse by verse, but I just wasn't at one. And so it was like all these little light bulbs that never talked to each other that I always had this hard time. Figuring out, I was I always felt like, man, the, the Bible's gotta be bigger than this, God has got to be bigger than this. Like there's something that I'm missing. And then once I understood that angelic understanding of Genesis six, it was like every light bulb connected to one another, and everything went boom. And I was like, I get it, right. I finally get it. And I was able to read it forward and backward as one congruent story, and it made mm-hmm. sense for the first time.
0: Not the missing pieces anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep, and it was I agree. Like, Okay. Now I get it. I and and it was so cool to me because, you know, I think especially, you know, when you look at just everything that went on from the 50s, 60s, 70s um in in the American, you know, church movement of moving towards that prosperity gospel is that you kind of become the center. And so I tell people that a lot of times what this does is in the in the west we've made this human-centric gospel in the sense that only the particular person matters. And, and the, the the point of the gospel is only to be saved and go to heaven.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: the end goal. There's not really anything else at play is that my salvation is the only thing on the line. Right. And if or we're really, we really care family. about, yeah. yeah, we and we're empathetic, yeah. like maybe we'll fulfill the great commission and we'll want <laughs> other people to be saved. But really, as long as I'm saved and I get right. to spend not in hell i'm good Mm to go but this that's like uh, the first time i felt so i felt so small and so small in the best way because i saw this grand story i saw a big big god who wanted relationship with his people and he was willing to say hey you can come be a part of this big story And I was like, me, I don't really deserve that.
0: Right. Yeah. You're like, who, me? (laughs) Yeah.
1: When you, man, when you can grasp that and you can understand the bigness of the story, you can understand the gospel of the kingdom, that God's kingdom is coming back and we get to partake in that kingdom for eternity. It makes fulfilling the great commission a lot easier.
0: Well, and it makes it um, personal and I think the biggest thing too for me was like, okay, I was in this sadness or whatever. And we were talking beforehand about like our world problems, like silly things, you know? And I felt like for the first time, like, oh, I've never prayed for like other people in other countries or oh, I've never, I've always said, oh, I'll pray for you. But like, really prayed for someone that you had no gain for, not in your family, nothing to do with you and start branching outside of yourself. And it gives you such blessings because it's like, Oh, I prayed for this person, and then they prayed back for me, or even if they didn't, or whatever. If you help them, it's it's a weird thing to finally figure that out, and it it was just odd to me to finally figure out like, okay, this has more than just me. You know, this is about a lot of things, and so yeah, yeah I was makes, like, that you know, too. and I
1: think I think when I when I it was interesting too because I think I'd always kind of had this. Uh, I don't want to say like sugar coated, but almost like protected or naive view of like depravity, right? So right. You, you think about, man, I I used to think, oh man, that dude, that dude got drunk on a Saturday. Like he's bottom of the barrel, you know, right? But when, when you can see the level of depravity that's going on on, on a greater scale, like, oh, you now these people are selling their soul and they're running the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, you look at, you know, these watchers who are coming down and taking wives and teaching forbidden knowledge. And you're like, it, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to love people where they're at.
0: Well, and they don't even, yeah, they don't even know what that is. Like yeah, they literally and, and talk I to think, people. Yeah. About it's, it's
1: grasping, it's grasping that the bigness of the story. And you're realizing, you know, even the guy who's shoplifting, you know, to make ends meet for his family. Like you just, I mean, not that it's okay. You you no. want to encourage that person to repent and know Jesus. and but you're like, yeah, you're not even really operating under a pretense of a full understanding of what's going on around you. And so I think that's, you know, or like learning just to
0: love people fully. Like, like my biggest lesson was, I always say my husband's ex-wife, which I'm not going to get into the whole story because it's kind of big, but like, when I finally learned that, like, you can love someone despite their faults, despite, Having disagreements, despite really big disagreements, despite hardships, despite anything that you can say, you know what God made them too. You're being kind of a jerk to yourself, <laughs> like, and and even if she never changes, even if the person you're trying to go against or whatever is never going to change, you, if you change your heart toward them, then it can only help. You know, it can only help the way you have an outlook for your fellow man. Like it's it's different mm-hmm. now
1: for me. I don't know. All right. So I want, I got a question for you. I want to get your opinion on this. And and this is something that I still haven't figured out for myself. I'll do my best. I I, I feel like, I feel like when you're presented with this information, when you say, hey, just so you know, when you read Genesis six and, you know, maybe we should just read that. We'll read that here. See if we can find it. All right. Genesis six, four. All right. Now it came about when mankind began to multiply on the face of the the land and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of mankind were beautiful and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not remain with man forever because he is also flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. When the sons of God came into the daughters of mankind, and they to- and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. So when you when you present this to someone, you say, "Hey, you've read this. You've probably read this countless times. Your pastor may have you know really read over this fast because he doesn't, doesn't actually want to exegesis it. Right? He just wants to exegete <laughs> it. When you say those sons of God are actually angelic beings, which are a watcher class angel." Which means that angels are are mating with humans, making something that's not ordained by God. Right. You get two responses. You either get, I've gotten you know two responses. One <laughs> of them is, oh wow, that makes so much sense. Now I get it. And, and it's like you can see, I can see in real time all the all the all the light bulbs light up for them too. And I mean, right. they'll text me two day two three days later, and they're like you know i've already started this book i started that like i'm on the hunt like right. it just ignites a fire in them mm. or the other side of that is just like complete okay so that like, didn't
0: happen or that like, didn't happen
1: yeah well, or it, it's, it's, not it's not like even, a it's a fake like oh that's denial. a story yeah but even if but they just don't they can't they can't under they can't grasp it they can't grasp the implications that it has for the entire scripture along with the implications that it has for the life that they experience you, today. And I don't know if maybe that's it, is there's this cognitive dissonance where they they don't want to give up their bubble, their comfort, like, because it it wrecks your worldview.
0: I, I think that for the most part, for me, like, I always, this is like a joke, and I told you about this. In my family, I always kind of knew there were actually Nephilim. Like, whether or not they came here or whatever, even as a young child, like my, my great grandma would always say, Oh, it's because I'm part Nephilim, but I couldn't have these babies and blah, 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 blah. Cause she had this Rh factor blood. Okay. And I didn't know what that meant. All right. I'm like this dumb little kid. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Whatever that is, you know, like I thought she meant like your ancestry or like somebody's name. Like, I really didn't know what that was. And even as I got older, And I did kind of understand they were like, oh, it's angels. It's a good thing. Like, I had no idea that this was like the fallen or like anything like that until I was like you one day and was like presented. I think it was probably Gary Wayne or, you know, on Josh's show that I probably heard about it. And I was like, what? What is this? You know, and then just like ravaging through things like you said, like going through and it did. It's completely didn't wreck me completely because I had that weird little introduction, like where I knew it was a thing, even if they were wrong, I kind of knew it was something, but like, I had no idea of what it really was. And then when I found out, I was like, Hey, quit joking around about if you're joking, stop it. You know, like, and I don't know if you're not joking, you're scaring me. So just stop because Because Mm -hmm. like you, I was kind of wrecked. I was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. We don't need any more problems. Like, I don't know if that's true or not stop it. You know? And I was always silently grateful that I had positive blood. I was like, (laughs) me with that one, you know, I don't know, but I mean, there's still speculation. And I get that there's a lot of places where I speculate things, where I look into my family and speculate things where I can see, like, they talk about how they look or whatever. And I was on a podcast and she's like, and they look like you. And I'm like, great. And so I was like, well, that's scary. And I was on another one where I was in a big group chat and I was explaining about how they had wide set eyes and all this stuff and a low bridge on their nose and blah, 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 blah. And the guy goes, literally, she's describing herself. And I was like, cool. Okay. And so I was like, this is kind of freaking me out now because those guys are just jokesters. They were just being funny, you know? But uh, yeah, at some level you gotta go, okay. Yeah, I think there's definitely something that-
1: so is I, one on. thing that I think is one thing I think is really important that we you know talk about is that this is not a new understanding. It's not like somebody in modern day basically deciphered this or uh, you know said, "Oh, I've been given revelation by the Lord that this is now an angelic understanding and it fits perfectly in the text." Right. So something that we talk about you know back and forth when we chat is being context archaeologists and so the writers are writing with a worldview and then basically you have all this stuff that stacks on top of it whether that be interpretation from church fathers whether that be interpretation from seminaries other pastors commentaries and you know whether you know you want to kind of I don't want to say that like it it tarnishes scripture because you know the fact is that we still have all the we still have all the root languages like there's it's just that sometimes I think that in you know human hubris we try we try to be too smart instead of just reading it for what it is just take when, the definition I mean, of the word yeah
0: it it's like it makes you question things like how and I know you're gonna get into this but like statues buildings, um, mountains, like all these weird things. And then I was on top of it. Like the next hole I went down was like orphan trains. Well, that was interesting. little blip on humanity, you know, quarter million kids that nobody knew where their parents were, or where they came from or why. And then just intermixed into the whole world right after it all changed with this, you know, big world fair and stuff. And you just have to step back and go, okay, well, obviously something was going on. You know, especially mm-hmm. in, if if not in speculation on the orphan trains, et cetera, the buildings, the gods, the uh, wh- where did all this stuff come from and why is it the same everywhere? Like you can go to Greece, you can go to Rome, you can go to Paris and there's stuff all over the place. So what's going on? Egypt, you know,
1: India, yep. all over you name and, it. and they
0: just have different names. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, even, you know, you look at this story of the flood right and so there's over 200 <laughs> cultures that have the same story yeah. and so why would we draw the line at that one story yeah. when a lot of these so a lot of these you know when you're talking about the other gods right you're yeah. talking about stories that sound really really similar like oh why is egypt telling the story of ra but you right. know rome is telling the story of uh Cronos or saturn mm-hmm you know? Mm. And, yep. so, and why
0: are there statues of these things that are half yeah,
1: and, human you know, and
0: half animals? So
1: yeah. the thing that you kind of have to parse through is like, okay, well, which side of the story is, is the true story. Right. And so I think that's what a lot of people have trouble with and why a lot of people want to, you know, dog on the Bible. They, they, always, they always say like, why, like, why should we take the Bible? Like, you know, why is their version correct? And it's like, well, because their version is the only one that's backed up by the true God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you look in terms of the way that it's been preserved with manuscripts and, you know, language. And I mean, even the fact that as we continue to find more archeology, span it just continues to be held up as true, 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 true. Mm -hmm. And you see all this other stuff start to fall away, start to have internal contradiction, um, you know, it's, and then you look at the no narrative. Proof. Of,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you line it up and you start to look at the way that, you know, the different religions at, at the bottom line, treat people, what it means, you know, like I always say, I always say that it's the Bible is the only one that is so crazy that it has to be true. It's the, it's the <laughs> only like, one. Where
0: did they come up with this story? Every, yeah?
1: every single other religion has some sort of striving or earning. Right. Mm -hmm. So the Bible has a standard of behavior, God's behavior, God's Torah, God's law. But even if you follow that, well, guess what? You were born into sin. You can't earn your salvation. So no matter what I do, no matter what I strive for, the only thing that matters is God's grace. And that is like so backwards for every other religion, Mm -hmm. every because we live in a, you know, we live in a soul, uh, all throughout history, it's, it's, what can I do to earn anything? Well, and it's a power grab. It's always right. a power grab right. because yeah. if
0: they give it for free, that's yep. what Mormonism was for me. Like, okay, it, what was the next hoop, and what's the next hoop, and what's and and it never ends, and you just have to keep going. And so, like, I don't think that Mormonism's the only person that does that. Like, they all do it, but like, how much control can we get here? How much can we get these people to do these things? Yeah, and they can't do that if it's free. There's, yeah,
1: you know. Like quite literally paywalls, like that's that's part of you know all of these also have ascension. They have you know divine knowledge that you have to you have to strive, you have to earn. If you don't know enough, you can't ascend to the next level, right? yeah And yeah, it all com- it all comes back to that. And so I'm just so thankful that we have a good God who gives grace. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's a perfect segue into you know breaking down like okay, we're talking about all these different gods and these different cultures, right. but like what biblical base? So. I think what we're going to do just as we kind of like get into this section is just kind of give you some of those like foothold pieces. Um, obviously, we want to like encourage you as, you know, the listener to go back and double check everything. Don't be afraid to get into the interlinear yourself. yourself. Uh, you know, people always ask me, especially, you know, at church and things like that. They're like, what's your favorite version of the Bible? And I say, I don't have one. And they're really surprised. And nice. I'm like, well, because there's not a, there's not a perfect English version, you know? Yeah right and you know, right. man it's so crazy that even even something at like copyright laws like we don't realize the effect that that has on the english translations so a lot of times they can't even you know print something unless it's like you know 96 or 97% the same right so they yeah. have they have to change around sentence structure not because they want to change the meaning but because they have to do that in order to have a printable thing via the law Mm. so it's like you know even even the law is working backwards and it's like well we should just be able to like you know continue Do if it's a it. Yeah. just like keep putting <laughs> it out you know yeah yeah but and that's
0: so, that's not how it works yeah yeah and so backwards. one of
1: the the core verses that we kind of hold on to when we're trying to establish the divine council this is you know a complex a uh, very nuanced spiritual realm is psalm 82 which is god has taken his place in the divine council in the midst of the gods he holds judgment and so you're probably thinking to yourself okay you know i was told that as a christian i am a, a i am a monotheist and i probably have this kind of really narrow minded view of there's god there's jesus there's the holy spirit there's angels and then right. there's satan and demons Right. And so now I'm looking at this and I'm thinking God's taken his place in the divine council in the midst of the gods. He holds judgment. So wait, why is, why is there a plural there? Right. Mm -hmm. And so what we really need to do is we need to look in the interlinear and start to look at the definitions of words. So you'll find that that word for God, there is Elohim. And so a lot of times this gets kind of blurry because um, you know, just based off of the history of religion, like, um, you know, people who are Jewish will call God Elohim or Adonai. Mm-hmm. And so it's taken on a, a name rather than a position. So Elohim or like, uh, you know, God, big G, O-D, is not actually his name. And so if we look at the definition of Elohim, it's, you know, it, it's it's a God, little g, or divine ruler or authority, so you know god could be like a divine king like spiritual realm king and so what's also tricky is that in the hebrew language elohim is both singular and plural so if you read psalm 82 in in the greek or excuse me in the hebrew you're going to see it says elohim has taken his place in the divine council in the midst of the elohim he holds judgment and so you're going to start realizing okay I have a lot of things that I need to start dealing with looking at yeah (laughs) yeah yes and so that you know very much ties into then you know when we're trying to establish you know the divine counsel what it does what it is for and you know I think that we're kind of coming to this place where as this angelic understanding continues to pick up more steam and you know we're we're seeing it come back in the mainstream. I mean, you can go on TikTok and you'll probably see at least you know five, six, seven where you know somebody's like, "Oh, did you know that the, the Nephilim came down because <laughs> of fallen angels?" And, and they're they're it's gaining almost more of like a popularity, right? Right. And what's sad <laughs> to me is that you know this, like I said, this is not new. Every single you know whether it's church father or Anyone who wrote the Bible had this understanding up until about 200 AD. And then that's when church fathers started to say, uh, mm, let's actually make it the Sons of Seth. Or, you know, this is conjecture, but maybe there were certain religions or, uh, you know, churches located in, the you know, the Vatican who said, maybe we need to cover for these guys and we need to start covering up these entities and mm-hmm. we need to start rebranding them right so you know as we're pushing into this we want to make sure that we're establishing everything from the word first and that we're not getting wonky tiktok theology
0: right because that's that's when you
1: get wild stuff like oh dude i think you're an (laughs) Ephelim.
0: well i mean and you're like that's i don't think i don't think people are an Ephelim for sure but you worry about the mixing of the blood because you never know but i I don't know. I, I think the biggest one for me is the orphan trains. That one gets me, but I'm like the incubator babies that came out of nowhere. I'm like, where did those come from? But, (laughs) but I I definitely don't think anything is a pure NEPH, like, I don't think so. You know, if they have any kind of way to sneak stuff into bloodlines or like the, the different RH negative blood or whatever's happening, it's probably from them monkeying around you know and nothing's here
1: this, this is more yeah. my this is more <laughs> my opinion but based off of you know what i've studied through the scripture and the way that it basically kind of goes from like nephilim to rephaim and then it's kind of looted down through you know the giant tribes and things like that right i'm more of the understanding that to fall more in that nephilim line it has to be almost a direct angel to human like one-to-one mm-hmm. first okay. gen like very early on like maybe first okay. or second gen and so what's really what's really interesting is if you you know what a punnett square is
0: yeah of course yeah the the so, genes mm-hmm. yeah
1: so if you if yeah. you do a punnett square and you you know if you take a you know let's say uh you know a woman would be xx and then a woman yeah. you know a, a nephilim would be ss so okay. the odds of the child being you know xs would be like a hundred percent
0: right okay but or that the- really interesting
1: yeah and this is, so you got to think about okay so you have um you know you have these sons of God as we find so if you want to if you want to do the the word study you want to figure out what bene Ha'elohim is you want to figure out like I understand it's we're talking about angels not sons of Seth go to right. job 1 six you'll find Ben Ha'elohim. that's the same that we have you know, because Job's older. So then you're gonna be able to trace Uh all that that through to um, Genesis. And so you you have these watcher class angels that come and then they're given a really, really harsh um, punishment. So they take wives because, you know, they're not, they're not supposed to have wives. They're already eternal. So this is like, this is what Jesus is talking about in the new Testament when he says, (laughs) You know they're they're testing him and they're like, okay, well, who's you know whose wife is this in in eternity? Oh yeah. He's uh-huh. like, well, none of them because you're an eternal being. Like you don't need like when you get your new body, you're supposed to be like the angels were. Like they don't need to procreate. They don't need to. They're not temporary. They're yeah of heaven. They're already. eternal.
0: Uh-huh. They're already yep.
1: spiritual beings, so they weren't intended to have wives. Right. So this is you know the when we've talked about this, you know, the the problem with this, and I think this is really important too, for us to engage in culture with, you know, a lot of people will say, okay, well, you know, if God's a good God, why would he create demons? Like that doesn't, that seems very contrarian, right? Uh And now you're armed with the knowledge that no, God did not create demons. Demons, Right. right? So, they're they're a byproduct a demon, of
0: the problem yeah
1: <laughs> the demon is a disembodied nephilim spirit according to enoch right a bastard spirit um as translated in the septuagint you know anytime you see demon they they opt for uh bastard spirit which is really telling right mm-hmm. so if you know that's a disembodied nephilim spirit if you look in you know genesis 2 when when god breathes into adam right so he gives him the Ruach. He gives him the spirit. So we are body, soul, spirit. And so he that's a God-ordained, like the Holy Spirit is that that spirit that powers his soul.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, if
1: you take that earthly flesh and that spiritual flesh, you get what's called a, a counterfeit spirit. And so the problem with the giants is not that they're big, not that they have six fingers and toes, that they, you know, have two rows of teeth. Like, you know, that's cosmetic stuff. The problem is that they have a counterfeit unordained spirit that's neither heavenly nor earthly because it's a mix of the two.
0: Right. They're here against God's, they're here against uh, the plan. They weren't supposed to happen, basically. Yes.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, and that's, you know, that's where we were talking about, you know, just kind of these wonky teachings around it is, and, and we've talked about this, I think that yeah. we need to start getting clear with, how we're studying the Bible and really talking about this, not in a, um, you know, in a way that's going to just like over, like, we don't want to cause more drama. Like, otherwise people aren't going to take us serious, you know, for us, like if, if we're trying to tell someone, okay, you know, I'm looking at Ephesians six for, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with powers, powers, rulers, principalities. And, and, you know, I want to literally tell someone like, we, you know, my wife and I were just in in Greece, you know, we're in Athens and we're walking around um, the Acropolis and, I, and I'm looking at the architecture and I'm thinking, there's no way that humans could build this. You're looking at the architecture, you know, in of the pyramids in Egypt
0: mm-hmm. and you're
1: like, we literally can't build this today with our own mm-hmm. tech. And we don't think that we had help.
0: And right so if yeah we're gonna yeah, if right. we're just gonna
1: go off the deep end and just start start spouting stuff like no one's gonna take us serious you know when we're trying to say no 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 there's a real spiritual battle these are real mm-hmm. fallen angels
0: hmm
1: you know and, and you this, know, this it, is
0: yeah a real thing yeah. yeah and
1: Enoch makes it very clear you know it talks about how all, they all came down they all took wives and each of you know the 200 of them basically had a, a job of what they taught humanity whether it was mm-hmm. warfare, makeup i mean there was even one that all they taught was how the clouds worked
0: right they said it was crazy the junkiest knowledge like to them to the angels it was like nothing it was like garbage like they were like here you can have our garbage because you guys are so stupid (laughs) i know that sounds mean but that's like really what it was it's not anything that's like to them it's not this huge thing like to them it's like We'll tell them about the makeup, I guess, you know, I mean, it's just not that big a deal to them. It's not like they gave us these huge things, but for human beings, of course, it was huge because it's forbidden. It wasn't something that was designed and I don't mean forbidden. I mean, they call it forbidden knowledge, but that's because it just wasn't designed to be, I don't think it's like so secretive or special, like that we know how to put on eyeliner. It's really not that big a deal, but it just wasn't in the plan basically. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's for me, like some of the things that I hear that kind of make me, you know, want to pound my head against the desk is like <laughs> when people just, you know, they always want to say, oh yeah, like God sent the flood. Cause he had to wipe out all the giants and the Nephilim. And I'm like, no, if you would actually read Enoch and use basic comprehension skills, like Enoch 15 says, God told Enoch go to Shemiyaza and tell him, Hey, because you've done this, here's your punishment. You get to go to Tartarus and you get to watch your kids kill each other. Yeah. So that's what we see as the giant economy in Greek mythology, right? So they have right. all these stories about, you know, clash of the titans. Like, right. These wars. This is crazy. Yeah. Like when I started putting these pieces <laughs> together and I'm really realizing, oh, wow, they're just telling the biblical story from a perspective of their gods, right? Right.
0: Yeah, but what you know, they and saw they're, what they and knew, they're
1: conveniently yeah. leaving out the, the the fact that the you know the God of the Israelites is the one who whooped their God's butt.
0: Yeah,
1: because that's not yep. good for that's not good for the brother. no no. <laughs> no
0: definitely not <laughs> you know
1: and so it just yeah I just wish we could get more congruent with our teaching around like no you know God sent it's very clear in Genesis God saw the wickedness of mankind and he sent the flood to start over. He took care of all the Nephilim, like for the most part, you know, Genesis 6 says they were there before and after the flood, but for the Mm -hmm. most part, their punishment was that they would kill each other, clash the titans. Right. They all kind of killed each other. He had to witness that. And it's not that they're
0: gone anyways, because if you go back to the first teaching that we talked about... Is their eternal beings anyway, so it's not it's not going to be gone. I do think some of their creations were wiped out because they were making weird beast human things like that shouldn't definitely be there, which we can see in yeah, Egypt. And I think you I know think
1: that the flood more so was because man was so sinful, but also yes, I do think that there were a lot of chimeras that were wiped out because yes. the Book of Giants, which was also, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily consider that super trustworthy. But it's interesting right. from a cultural perspective. You know, the Book of Giants basically says that those same two hundred watchers who took an oath to take wives also mm-hmm. each had to find a bunch of animals and make chimera, right. which right. is, you know. And then you start thinking back through, and you're like, oh, yep, that would be a centaur. Yeah, that would be that a minotaur. Seems. That would be yep. a mermaid or a siren. Yeah. And you're like, this all is all making weird
0: creations. Sense. Yes, and that's why. Because why else would they? where did the statues come from otherwise like where did all this crap come from somebody's imagination but it just happens to be the same everywhere you know what i mean
1: i I get this i get this a lot people you know when i want to say like hey just so you know zeus is also Baal is also you know these are the same entities like these are like is raw is you know from egypt and they're like no everyone knows that that's (laughs) mythology that's fake (laughs) well if you talk to somebody from you know rome or egypt or around that area they teach it as history not as mythology so that's a western view but also you have to think about you know even just from your perspective when you tell someone god's real they say ah god's not real right
0: yeah so why why would
1: why would a secular archaeologist who on the one hand wants to prove that the god of the bible doesn't exist why would he want to bring more credit to it and say, yeah. oh, you know what? I think there actually was probably a real entity behind this that those that they were worshiping.
0: So well, is that, you is that the idol thing, or that
1: statue yeah. empty? Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. you know. It's, it's a representation
0: idol. of what they saw, but, though. But there's
1: real spiritual entities that are interacting with these people. Yes. Like, they're they're this is chronological snobbery to think that everyone back <laughs> that's then a was, good word i like it was so stupid yeah. that they were yeah. like hey let's build this statue of this zeus yes. guy because lightning bolts are cool like yeah
0: like okay that's the way it is and yet yeah. they're
1: building architecture and societies and probably using free energy through the ether oh and for sure light. they were like uh, I mean, the Eiffel Tower how...
0: the Eiffel Tower alone if you have any kind of brain cells and you know how electricity is created and or works and you have ever seen any of the free energy drawings then you can tell what it is like i've been to it it's very clear what that was for and it gets hit by oh, like all i mean every, every the time. single
1: yeah yes. i mean every <laughs> single one of these churches and cathedrals mm. and i mean even the pyramids themselves are just giant power yes. conductors yep like think yes. about you know
0: and the organs the big organs
1: i mean if yeah if you're if you're at the point where you're not that many generations removed from like okay my great 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 grandpa was literally a watcher class angel who knew Mm -hmm. the like most of the secrets of heaven like i gotta imagine that pre-flood like society was just crazy
0: oh for sure and you can see it it on like yeah, all kinds of hieroglyphs look, or anything it shows like tanks. Well, that's just
1: and, you like, in like electricity. Yeah, like yeah, you look at like Egyptian hieroglyphs, and there, you know, there's flying boats. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're all yeah. their stories about Ra's flying boats, yes, or his yes. you know. Um, even with you know, Indian mythology, like the, the Vakra or the the little mm-hmm. the thing that they hold, um that oh. kind of looks like a trident, Ugh, it was yeah. basically like a key for that would power these like vehicles like they had flying machines mm-hmm. yeah. and what's i mean you should look up elon musk's like bedstand. oh uh,
0: yeah yeah for so sure. i
1: mean it, you know if he's it's if all he it's all with borrowed. One of them, i'm sure there's some there's some tech there you know
0: well and it's borrowed technology it's hidden technology and they bring it back when they want to period i mean that's the way they do it you know it, mm-hmm. it, it's always uh surprising to me how how much and then you get into these gods and you're like, okay, then what, what, what was this for? Like, what, what did this really represent or who did this really represent and why? And exactly what you said, if you go back to the Nephilim stories and you're like, Oh, but they had special powers that we don't, and they can do things that we can't. And so of course it would look like a God to them over the weather or whatever. Maybe that was a real thing. Like, I think it was, you know, But Mm -hmm. try and convince people of that it's and then and then you go through and have now here in America. The whole reason why we don't have that is because of the world's fairs, because they knocked out all of the leftover things where like you can go to another country and say, oh, hey, look, Eiffel Tower. Oh, hey, look, Greek statues. Oh, look, Pantheon, like all these cool things. But we do not have that. How much of that do we have here? None. None. But yet they went through destroying all of it. And I believe yeah, I mean, that's what they were we've, doing.
1: We've talked about this. Um, you know, just with your, you know, your background with Mormonism. Like we've talked about, like, did did Smith build that temple or did he find it? Oh, and I, I he think found he found fa- I think he found it. Like, I think he You know, it. it it makes sense to me, you know, as you as you study this out more and you understand. Well, the Brigham patterns, Young right? found it. Yeah. The next
0: You know, you, you really
1: see true. you see how. Basically, you look at the promised land and basically after the Exodus, right? So, so God raises up Israel, you know, he has this giant showdown and it's cool yes. that all 10 of these plagues basically line up with one of 10 of these Egyptian gods, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. And
1: the last, which year. are
0: let, let people know what they are. Cause me and you know, but maybe they don't know. So
1: if oh, you know, man. oh, sorry. Let's that see. I don't, time. I don't have, I didn't have that. I'm like,
0: hard. sorry. <laughs> that was a spring on you, but you or one example i guess i'm not even.
1: super well versed in the egyptian <laughs> gods but um i think like Geb is he the frog one
0: i can't remember either i'd have to look but, it up. like
1: you know he he blotted out the sun ra was like the sun god that was their, their right patron, the sun god right god. yes yeah yep. So, um yeah and, and i mean so he he brings Israel out of Egypt and then he and just the kids
0: covers, oh I know one like Moloch with the kids and the first kid dying like I don't know what it, the name is in Egyptian but you know I'm sure there's a correlation on so yep yeah anyway um, <laughs> sorry derailed
1: being I might be anubis <laughs> uh so you know he Joshua starts basically wiping out these giant tribes yes. and so you know the you got to think about too so if you look in like leviticus 19 right it basically outlines all the stuff that these tribes were doing occult magic incest blood drinking like they were still very much interacting with all these demonic spirits and and you know uh you know
0: all the weird kids and so and so
1: as joshua's wiping these tribes out you got to think that they start thinking okay well that tribe went down that tribe went down like you know you're always on the war path like these right. these are normal-sized humans but like there's something they're taking else.
0: down giants yeah
1: yeah so they start sailing towards south america and then working their way up to north america and so mm-hmm. it's interesting that you have all this architecture like you know the pyramids and everything and then you see it move there. And then you're like, wait, how did they know to talk to each other? Like, why is their architecture right. the same? And they're and,
0: killing kids too, like in in Mexico and all that with their Yeah, and then we have all stuff, these, you, you know, know, then we have all pyramids. these
1: buildings here that match like this Roman architecture that you're <laughs> like, why is that like in the middle of Utah? Or you're like right. or there's pictures and of like, like San Francisco where they like that are it's completely fires all the
0: fires too all the fires that happened after that they were like oh there was a huge fire and it burned everything down i'm like "Mm, yeah so is it
1: is it that (laughs) there's all this leftover nephilim architecture Mm -hmm. and they don't because brigham young came
0: here they're like escaping right and they get here and he's like this is the place even though what it is unhabitable unhab habitable, whatever. I don't know how to say that mm-hmm. word, but it's not a good place to live. Okay. If you now it is because we have all these things. Okay. But back then, like we got a big lake, it's full of salt, five times more salt in it than the ocean. Okay. There's these mountains, it's rugged terrain, there's deserts. It's not good. But yet he said, this is the place. Why? Cause that building was already here. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. And, and part of this too, is just having an understanding and in a cultural like you have to look at it, you have to be able to look at the Bible as a whole in its cultural context, and then basically also kind of piece together with like etymology and things like that with words, right? So like in aim, like what's what's interesting, and and I and I was as I was studying this out, I was like, okay, why do we kind of see this, you know, this gap from the Torah to um, more the Tanakh where? And what I mean by that is the first five books of the Bible to basically the rest of, you know, the minor prophets, uh, major prophets, you know, where you have a change in language around like the entities. Right. So, right. you know, they talk about uh, Moses refers to the to do them as the host of heaven in Deuteronomy. Right. And so that's another big piece of this is understanding kind of the legal authority and how things are structured. So Deuteronomy 32 basically alludes to after the Tower of Babel, God confused the languages, split everybody into 70 different people groups as outlined in Genesis 10 with the Table of Nations and said, okay, well, if you don't want to follow me, you can be allocated each to a a son of God. So you get one council member over the top of you and they kind of govern you. And so I'm going to take Israel. That's my birthright. Right. And so, you know, even even through like the Old Testament, I noticed there's over I think there's a, like a four hundred and thirty year gap between um, the last of the Torah and then the start of the rest of the Old Testament. And so you're kind of wondering to yourself, OK, well, what's happening in those four hundred and thirty years? Right. So right. if there if there is this stuff going on, you got to think that these, you know, for four hundred and thirty years, these entities are basically crafting their brand as a god mm-hmm. and the people that are worshiping them. And so uh-huh. that's why it's really interesting that you that you start seeing um you know Baal, Moloch, Astra, Queen of mm-hmm. Heaven, you know, and then you can start to track it through and then it's really nice that even in the New Testament, you know, you can see that they're trying to connect those to the like to the old testament gods It's kind mm-hmm. of a you know because it's like well we speak a different language now they've there's a different word for them right right but there's these little clues especially in like revelation so you know and you look at like amos 5 where it says um you know did you bring me sacrifices and offerings 40 years in the wilderness oh house of israel you have taken along sakuth your king and Kaiwan your star god and you're like whoa kaiwan your star god right and then you start mm-hmm. doing research into that and you're and you're like you know if you research like star of kaiwan or star of rimfam and you're like ooh, that looks really familiar and yeah. that's really suspect right mm-hmm. and you start doing yep. the etymology on the word kaiwan and you start to realize oh is that saturn is that chronos yeah. because right. they're doing the same things you know that's they're continuing to ask for the same type of worship, right? So they're continuing to say, "Oh, you got to give me your kids. You got to, you got to do this mm-hmm. at the temple. You got to do that." And so yes. you have the same connections when you're talking about Astra, Inanna, uh, mm-hmm. Aphrodite. You know, it's just like you they go down the line. Like you just have to put the blinders on and say, like, nope, they're different. <laughs> they don't different exist. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and why would they have the same name? Because, I mean, it's not the same language. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that they would all call it the same thing when they don't speak the same way.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I find it really, really interesting that, you know, Moses warns the Israelites and I think it's Deuteronomy 4. He says, you know, do not worship the host of heaven, right? Yes. The stars, yep. which hosts of heaven are always usually referred to as stars. Right. And, you know, if you and I, as people who stick to a biblical cosmology, we're like, yeah, that, that checks out. Like those are Mm -hmm. celestial beings.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And so it's really interesting that all of the Roman gods are named after stars, Jupiter, Mm -hmm. Saturn, you know, Orion. And you're like, Oh yeah. This is convenient.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, because it cracks
1: like a duck and it waddles like a duck, it might be a duck.
0: And then I just have to sneak this in on mormonism because you and i know that's my basic but i think it's very interesting that someone that said that they heard from god himself which was joseph smith wore a jupiter talisman (laughs) So that to me is fantastic because what does Mm -hmm. it say we're not supposed to do worship other gods little g and i'm like huh well i thought he already knew everything because he's talking to god why do you need that talisman
1: yeah I mean, I mean, that makes no sense it's yeah it's pretty clear i mean even from a you know from a secular scholarly yeah. standpoint I, I think most would agree that there's a there's a direct correlation between like zeus and jupiter and then Baal, Baal the yeah. storm god the cloud rider right yeah yep. and man that's why i, I just <laughs> love reading through like the old testament and even the new testament and just and finding god them and like, go well, no, just seeing God just continue to dunk on him, just make him look yeah. like a complete fool. Like, you know, I think about the story of Elijah and, you know, you think about him calling down that pillar of fire, right? That's kind of like mm-hmm. the main thing. Really yeah, that's, about. Like, yeah. yeah. That's like, he says, oh, where's your gods? You know, like if you're, if he's here, he's really, he's going to call down fire. But what's even right. more impressive that people don't pick up on is the beginning of that story where god goes to elijah and he says hey go hang out here there's going to be a raven that's going to bring you food for like three years because right. actually it's not going to rain can you imagine <laughs> yeah. can you yeah. imagine how mad those people must have been oh, at their storm gosh. god their yeah, rain didn't god work they can yeah. for three years they brought the same sacrifices the same you know whatever they needed to do make it rain make it no rain, rain. god's like no, no rain no, no. no soup
0: for you i mean right like now.
1: <laughs> come on like
0: and then don't you find it interesting how they correlate with the native american gods too like here in america like and i've always felt like and and no disrespect for native american brothers or sisters but i'm just like i think you guys got led really astray and and you're really really worshiping gaia like so much that i'm like probably should quit that now you know because they get afflicted with things that we don't see as much in other other people and i'm like I, you guys are so dedicated to this one thing and i'm like sometimes there's penalties for certain things mm-hmm. and you know then you you see some that have left and live a different kind of life and and it doesn't it's not the same for them you know and yep. i mean you can do well and
1: you know what's really interesting nature versus
0: nurture but when, still
1: <laughs> when you're when you're allowed to go back and you well, not allowed, but when you do go back and you, you say, okay, if this is, if this is the worldview, right? If, if we're all under the same understanding and you're reading through the new Testament and I would highly recommend that you do with an angelic understanding, because you're going to see things that you never saw before. Yes. And there's going to be things that click for you. And one of those being, you know, I went back to, so after my wife and I, we were in Greece, I was reading through how Paul handled being in greece how he handled being in athens and what's interesting is you know he could have it's it's always interesting to see the way that the apostles approach conversations with other cultures who have other gods right which is really really interesting, really? Yeah. and i think we can learn a lot because when he, he comes and he says hey he could have said oh just so you guys know your gods aren't real uh <laughs> like you know this you're just worshiping marble or uh you know your gods suck but what he does is he says hey you guys don't even realize all you all you're doing is worshiping this pantheon but you have but this is this is the way that the lord works he says but you're not even realizing that this this tribute you have right here to the unknown god that's my god that's the god of the bible right that's the best god so You, there's and I think also, it's like like there those. were other cultures that were bringing in you know they're bringing in Yah- Yahweh too they were like covering their bases right
0: mm-hmm.
1: so even if you look at like uh Canaanite gods like some like even the word Melchizedek melchizedek, yes. melchizedek yes. like yes. my king is sadek like sedek yeah. is a Canaanite God but most right. people are like oh well if you you know do the study on it like that's still that's a god of the Bible right mm-hmm. so know when you're talking about even just the native american cultures like you know whether or not they're a lost tribe maybe probably i wouldn't doubt it yeah who knows knows? we don't we don't know where those tribes are Mm -mm. but it like they have so many stories that are congruent whether it's like the sky tower or you know they they worship a creator but like you said i think that it's the rain god like they
0: yeah they they just
1: they brought they brought everybody they were like well We're just going to cover our bases. Yeah,
0: we the yeah, rainbow. they definitely we got
1: we got Gaia, we got Mother Earth, we got who <laughs> you know, is the is Queen of Babylon, like who is yeah. you know the initial like giant mother, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, so when you know all these fuddy duddy ladies want to say like Mother Earth is so great, <laughs> like, God is a woman, I know, like wow, dude, God you're worshiping woman. like the oven for giants, like that's <laughs> that's a, crazy, a
0: lot, yeah. That's so much. It's,
1: and you're just like, oh,
0: that's and India kind of went that way as well. They kind of threw everything in the bucket. like some of them you can see it more and some less. but like you definitely see it everywhere. like i I don't know anywhere where they don't have it. Even if you go to the most remote areas of remote, they will still they will still tell you about gods, yeah, I find that yeah. interesting.
1: And, like Amazon you know, it's like, there's just and they just have like, but it's ironic, too, that they also had like a I feel like they almost had like a better, more complete <laughs> understanding of like how the spiritual realm worked and even how like life after death worked. Right. So right. we think that they're crazy. You know, you think of like all the Egyptian <laughs> lore where they're talking about, oh, they thought they were going to cross over and then they're going to be able to keep their kingdoms and all this stuff. Well, they didn't they didn't have this really poorly isogeted view of the afterlife like right. for us we think it's you know there's one bucket or the other like yeah. you die and if you knew jesus you go to heaven if you didn't you go to hell and you're in hell fire forever and then you start to do the study on it and you start to realize okay well there's a lot more to the story and what is this thing called Sheol? what is this thing called tartarus what is abraham's bosom what do right. you mean what do you mean that the, the early apostles were being heavily persecuted because they kept persisting about the resurrection of the saints? Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, and, for them, they, and, had a, they had a better understanding of like, what you know, for our audience, after you left this body,
0: just in case they don't know, explain Tartarus shield, just like very quickly. I know we can't get into a whole thing on that, but just so people know
1: what we're talking right. about right so so in the english language if you're reading through your bible and you see the word hell it's probably because basically what we've done is taken the words sheol and tartarus um, and gehenna and put those together so any anytime you see any of those three words they use the one word hell but in reality those are all different so right. sheol is a, you know, a compartment that's in the center of the earth that, you know, you're basically, if you don't, if you don't know the Lord, that's where you go and you wait, you wait for the, the white throne judgment. Tartarus mm-hmm. is the abyss, the abuso, um, you know, it's referenced in, you know, the Old Testament quite a bit. It's also referenced in uh, Revelation, you know, the beast comes out of the pit, right? Yep. Um, and then, you know, Gehenna is the lake of fire.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: that's where like, you know, it it talks about the first death and the second death. Like we have to die the first death, but we don't have to die the second death. And so that's why when Jesus says, don't fear the one who can separate soul from body, but fear the one who can separate soul from spirit. And then he references Gehenna, which is the lake of fire. And so Mm -hmm. what he's saying is at that second death, all everything, like the fallen angels, people who don't know, don't know Jesus, um, you know, the Nephilim spirits, they're going to go into the lake of fire and they're done.
0: And that's why they're so terrified. Even the spirits that Jesus came up on that he sent into the pig and, and they begged him, don't send us there. That's how scared they were, even them. And I mean, they shouldn't, well they said is, is, is yeah. as your
1: has your time come to judge us <laughs> which it isn't it like,
0: yeah not no. yet
1: yes. and, and that's it you know it's, it's it's interesting when you start to get into these conversations even in terms of you know eternal hellfire or uh annihilationism and so for me i've moved more into feeling like the scripture really talks about annihilationism and and you even start to think about okay well you know if i have a relationship with the lord and he gives me this new body and you know the kingdom comes down to your to the earth and the meek inherit the earth and we're just living eden and yet I, i'm told that i'm just supposed to be cool with people like burning in agony forever beside me like that doesn't make sense come oh,
0: on it it does this whenever
1: it gets some technical difficulties See, any anytime you get into the juicy topics, these are the things that the enemy does not want out.
0: I'm back. <laughs> yes. Whenever we get really in it, and then it's like, nope, I'm, uh, but I have backups now because I already know.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so
0: I'm back. All right. Sorry about that.
1: No, you're good. Where did Wait, could I you not hear me or did it not you...
0: Lake of Fire, you were telling me all that, and then it cut out, but we're good to just pick up wherever you were because I could go back, you know, just I'll cut this little part out.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't really remember where I was at, but basically I was just talking about, um,
0: Oh, the judgments and the lake of fire and the spirit separating and all that. That's where we were ish. And then
1: I lost you. <laughs> is my side still recorded even though you couldn't hear it or did yes. it not record? Yes. It, it should still okay. be. Yeah. So well, then you, you can just, you can just cut it there. Yeah, I'll part. just cut that part. Yeah. Basically yeah. what I said was, um, <clears throat> you know, we're told like, we're supposed to be okay with the fact that we're like living in the millennial reign. And then there's just an eternal hellfire people, you know, in eternal they don't want to go there. Us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. they don't yeah. want to go. And so of course they're going to try and that's why I feel AI and everything is so important to them because, um, and I definitely feel it's angelic knowledge. And I don't know exactly what's going on with that, but I definitely know that they don't want to leave. They don't want their time to come. They don't want their time to be here. They're very scared to die,
1: which is why and they I want. Yeah, I mean, to- that's even you know you think about just you know CERN and I mean, yeah. are they trying to open up a portal to hell right. or Sheol? or even are or they restarted? Are they and- looking? You know, you think about uh, you know the king in in the Old Testament who asked God like, hey if i go do this thing will i die and he says yeah if you do that you'll die because he knows <laughs> yeah. if you made this decision this will happen right right so is is cern are they looking for a timeline where they can win right well or, guess what? it doesn't exist but yeah you keep trying
0: they can just keep confusing everything that's why our calendar doesn't match that's why we don't know about the gods that's yeah why we and i don't mean that's another reason
1: you know you, you think about so you know what's you know one key thing, you know, when it comes to the way that the Lord operates is the Sabbath and resting and the way the calendar doesn't work or the work, like the way, the way, it the way that it switched yeah. it added months. Like we don't really even know where the, you know, we, it's hard no. to keep the real fist feasts, feasts and festivals. And yeah. that's why he put, he put the sun and the moon and the stars as times and seasons and, you know, and they're I all mean, confused because now they can do weather way 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 smarter than me who are trying to figure out where we're actually at and even they're having a hard time because they're like you know it all hinges on like when the sun goes in and out of this portal Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't know when it goes in or out like right
0: you don't know anymore because even my mom she's really a like outdoorsy person and she's always like this shouldn't be happening. She'll call me and she'll be, and she's not really like I am. She's more mainstreamy. And she'll say things like, you know, that the flowers did this today, or she noticed these, these little weird things that I would never notice or about ducks and geese and things. She watches things and she's a very nature human. And I'm like, no, I didn't know. That. And she'll tell me "Or this is the wrong time for the, or whatever. And I'm like, Hmm. And then I'll go down a rabbit hole. And yeah, because that's who I am. But she just will say these things. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. That's a, that's another
1: reason all these things start tying into each other. So like one of the big things when we're trying to establish an angelic understanding and really like get people awake to the reality of the spiritual realm is Enoch's a really key book for that. Yes. And there's, there's so much stuff in Enoch, whether you're talking about the front half of it, which is the book of the watchers, which basically Mm -hmm. outlines like, here's who did these things. Here's the punishment. Here's the ramifications you know, here's why we're experiencing, you know, Satan and the effect that we are. Then you have the tour of creation in the middle, which gives a lot of insight into Tartarus, Abraham's Mm -hmm. bosom, the new Jerusalem. That's where Jesus gets the, you know, basically the idea of in my father's house, there's many rooms Mm -hmm. because he saw it. Right. And then even the book of parables at the end, which was added by probably the scenes, but you know, it talks but about... I want
0: to tell people that are going to automatically tune out this because of that book is they have found Dead Sea Scrolls to support many of the books that were taken out of canon. And King James originally had many more books in the Bible and they were taken out later, not by King James. So yeah. if you actually believe in that, you've got to open your eyes a little.
1: Well, but and right. as I was going to land the plane there, you basically come around to the fact of, there's a woman by the uh, name of Rachel Elazar who's like the ch- foremost like Jewish scholar on the Dead Sea Scrolls, like at the Hebrew University, like in Israel. Right. And She's basically come to the conclusion that the reason why the first century rabbis did not want Enoch and Jubilees included in their canon was because one it gave a lot of insight into the priesthood or the identity of Jesus, the son of man. And Mm -hmm. then two, it used a 364 day calendar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They want everything confused all the time because if we're confused all the time, it's easier to play little tricks on us. You know, I mean, they, they can do a lot of things and especially with weather modification and different stuff like that. But also I always tell people the one thing that they say they cannot screw with, like literally, and I don't know how you feel about this is how the stars align. So whenever they're talking about revelation and different things like that, I'm always like, okay, maybe we have to look, you know, at that and and see what is really going on there.
1: So yeah, I I mean, that's that's the the importance of that time clock, right? You know, there's a Mm -hmm. and there's a there's there's where you have to draw that distinction between okay, well, you know, how much of this is astrology and how much of it is you know God's ordained creation. so So,
0: it's confusing all the way around so i have one quick question for you because we're getting close to the end so do you think that there are still nephilim that didn't i know there's nephilim spirits but do you think any of them fully made it like you think that they're underground
1: like like to to today yeah oh um
0: not the spirits because we know that's eternal not like that
1: yeah, I'm so curious.
0: Um, Other than the two, who's the two in the I don't, isn't There's two in the Euphrates or something, right? Right. Well, now?
1: those are, those would be fallen angels. Oh, um, okay. And so that's you know that's where it gets blurry when we're talking about trying to really draw distinctions. And so I or think angels
0: that, as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, and, and so you know, I I think that there's still there's still some level of like engagement with that, right? And so right. you know you have stories like the Kandahar giant, you know, coming out of Iraq. Oh and
0: yeah, like, I forgot about like, that.
1: Yeah. So, but then it's like, well, I don't really think that that's a. I don't think that that's a Nephilim, right? I think right. That, that I think that that would be what's considered either a Rephaim or you know right. an Amorite or something out of that giant tribe, like you know, right, that type right of fame, right. And so what we've talked about is, you know, again the the problem being the counterfeit spirit. I don't right. know at what point that flips on or off. So, but the other part of it is, I think that there's, they have to be careful because in order to get a Nephilim, you have to have some sort of level of angelic interaction. Right? Right.
0: I so wonder we, we if they Saturn, still are, yeah, you know, messing but with But that. that's like, what
1: I'm saying is I think that these <clears> angels, <throat> they know, if you, if you mess around with a human, you're going to TARS. No, Mm -hmm. no one's going to stand up. Like it's very clear from Enoch. They say, yep, I saw what happened to them. I'm not going to do that. Right. So I think that there has to be some level of, okay. And this is crazy because we were talking about that Punnett square, right? Right. So let's, you know, we said we have, okay, we have SS here and we have X, uh, you know, XX here and then we have XS, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Now think about this. And so when you're talking about trying to get to revelation, either the, like the, the second beast, which is the false prophet, right? And it talks about who that false prophet is. If you take a first generation Nephilim, an excess, and you reverse breed it with that Nephilim mother, because, mm. you know, basically you, you still have all the DNA from your parents, right? Or right, from your kids. Right. So genetically you carry your kid's dna mm-hmm. so she's getting some type of angelic genetic code just by birthing a child right so if you take that first gen son and you breed it back with the mom right there's a potential in a punnett square that you could get angelic like an ss
0: I'd like a real yeah a full yeah that's true and so
1: you could backwards breed an angel without actually mm. creating like that could potentially, and maybe quit.
0: that's why they're so obsessed
1: with incest, right? Like, you know, and so you're, yes. So there is a level of I think that they have to be very careful with how they maintain their bloodlines, right? How wide they go with their bloodlines, and mm. then also getting really creative with how they reverse manipulate, engine. yeah,
0: yeah, manipulate it. But that's I, don't so, think, wow. I don't
1: know that there's there's a legitimate like one to one nephilim like we would have seen prelude. Right. Because right. to me that would be someone like Achilles or Hercules or these demigods that we see from right the
0: demigods the, yeah the
1: Greek culture yeah
0: and then the main, so for our audience the last thing and I'll let's just skip off here because I know you got to go um, on the branches so that people are clear because we're talking about a lot of things there's I, I and I don't know them all you probably can I don't know and I don't even know how big it goes but for the most part I know there's the seraphim the nephilim the fallen like actual angels, the giants, and then are they the the not the cupids? Why why am I th- thinking of Cupid? But you know, why can't I think of their name? The name of that. Um cherubim. Cherubim. Yeah. Yep. And which others are there?
1: So I can't at remember. The, <laughs> at the angelic level, yes, uh, you have seraphim cherubim so s- most people think that where we get most of the watchers are seraphim because if you look at the root word there that seraph, seraph is like fiery serpent okay dragon, dragon right right okay so you know and that's where we i mean this yeah we're gonna do a part two with this we'll do, break, we'll do we'll do another because but yeah 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 if you think about that so you have seraph fiery serpent right. dragon reptilian
0: Mm -hmm. right dinosaurs
1: (laughs) and that's why we come back here and we sit you know we say this this is the biblical guardrails so Mm -hmm. when you're out and about and you're trying to truth seek and you got somebody saying oh that's a reptilian in a skin suit right right you you have your biblical guardrails to say is this is this somebody from the Galactic Federation who's coming to save us all?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. No. You know,
1: or or is this something that fits into the biblical paradigm? Right. Right. And where can I base that? Right. Exactly. So you have Seraphim, Cherubim, uh, Ophanim, which is mentioned in Enoch, four living creatures, which are the which is the angel that holds up the throne, mm. and there's one more. I should know this.
0: Um, I I can't keep them by my own memory like just memory alone but I know they're scary because and I think that there's proof of that because every time an angel sees a human what's the first thing they say
1: Archangel, do not be afraid (laughs) yeah yes so so archangels would be that other one now I don't I don't know if watcher angel is a particular I think that if you're an archangel a cherubim or a seraphim I think you can be a Son of God. Like I think you can sit on right. the council. I think okay. this is probably, you know, me trying to just sort it out in my head culturally, right. but I think about it kind of like Star Wars, like the Jedi Council, like how they mm-hmm. all look different. Like yeah, this you know, from wherever Klingons like, you, and, got yeah, Yoda, like this you got stuff, a Yoda, you got this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know that they're all necessarily the same. Like, I think that there can right. be archangels or cherubims, but they each just have different, you know, distinctions or job mm-hmm. like so what they did from there one-to-one encounter with you know a human that would be in a nephilim and then we're not really told like what the process is whether that's just like through continued you know more generations or like what the distinction is but then there's definitely you go from nephilim to Um, and then you know if you're a nephilim and you die then your unclean spirit is a demon, right, and then, so that's, so from Rephaim, um, that's where you get kind of all the branches, and I think there's, like, 34 different tribes, yeah,
0: there's a lot on that, that's why I didn't, didn't yeah, go so
1: that you far got, down. like, the, you know, you got the Zuzim, the Zanzumim, the Anakim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't go that far down, and I, I just always bring this up, because I think it's so interesting, that so many humans have had contact with what I believe are fallen angels, because, you know, they talk about it with all these discoveries of not just Mormon religion. There's many. And John D didn't even have her like, a spec- I mean, he was religious. He loved God, but like he was very deceived. And most of them, even at their end yeah. days, even Crowley said, I thought Awas was a good thing, you know, with the book of the law and how it was channeled. And he said he was a liar and he was bad later. And that's from like one of the most evil people like ever. And he even said he was bad. So I'm like, if you entertain an angel in this life and they tell you to channel a book, I would run, <laughs> I would run so far away. Like it is the worst idea ever. Cause there's been a lot of religions that have come out of it and they usually require like sexual stuff. Or like putting polygamy into it, like that becomes sexual stuff, like all these different weird things. So I just warn people that. Yes.
1: If you're actually if you're actually interacting with like a legit angel, like they're not gonna tell you to do anything that will contradict scripture.
0: Well, and John D even said like he would beg them, like, I don't have enough money to finish this. And they were like, so like they were super rude. He's like oh yeah. my house is going to be pillaged and my wife's going to be raped and they were like not our problem like they super didn't care about him I mean you can tell a difference I I feel like you know you would be able to tell I don't think it would come to a person without them really delving into some weird like Enochian workings okay mm-hmm. like Babylon workings stuff like that you shouldn't do it yeah. but we see stuff all the time so no, I just, I'm, I'm
1: excited just, to get into the second yeah. half of this because this yes. part, you know, we 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 talk about <laughs> we, wanting to jump in, know, yeah. wanting to know yeah. the enemy, and I think this part, you know, we we can sometimes hyper focus on Nephilim and giants and aliens and all this stuff, but right. the, the second part we get into man just all the good stuff in the unseen realm, whether yes. it's you know the priesthood, uh, the New Jerusalem, like. Yeah,
0: how it ties together for,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: for, for the working of God. Like not just because this is, I mean, of course it's interesting. Great. You know, like, and I mean, I'd love to get people involved to just read the book so that it's interesting, but there's more to this than that. It It, it has a purpose. So True. I am so grateful that you came out and helped me with this today. Cause this is big and we could go on and on and on forever. We've got to cut it at some point because me and Brennan could do this all day. We (laughs) (laughs) have,
1: and and
0: it's fun, you know, it is fun, but, um, you know, it it also serves a purpose. And so that's what I'm trying to get people to like, let's, let's get to that. Yeah. And I I,
1: I mean, that would kind of be my closing thought is just, you know, this stuff while it can feel fun to dive into, um, man, there's a point where when you really start to, uh, to understand it you start to see it spill into real life and you you realize mm-hmm. that God is preparing you to engage in spiritual warfare and yes. i mean i can even say this for myself in the last gosh six weeks i just feel like god's <laughs> like hey remember that three years that i <laughs> that hyper training course oh my god yeah gosh. now you gotta get your hands dirty a little bit come and, on Brennan
0: jump in with me right yeah
1: and I mean Heidi I know you I mean, everything yes. that you care about your testimony, your story, man, I would just encourage people too with like, you know, Revelation 12 talks about basically, you know, the body of believers overcoming the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the power of their testimony, the power of their testimony, the power of redemption. And, you know, the scripture makes it very clear that, you know, Jesus died for your sin. He died for your transgression and he died for your iniquity. He died for the things that we can't even control. And he can change all that. So if yes. if you if you come from a, from a family where you're like, man, you know my family's been doing this for generations, or I feel trapped by this, the decisions I didn't even make, I just or oaths
0: that you took, oaths that you took, bad yeah, things God, like I did. Jesus, yeah.
1: Jesus have, can break all those. He has authority yep. all of all of those. Yes. I would say, if make sure you find a church who can do deliverance who can lead you into freedom who can lead you into denouncing oaths? study your bible Um, there's there's nothing and that's and that's another thing you know jesus says the only thing that is unforgivable is blasphemy against the spirit and he gives that response because he's prompted by the crowd after he's exercised a nephilim spirit and they say Mm -hmm. this dude must be an unclean spirit because he has authority and he says no 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 don't get it twisted right Right. Yep.
0: We have to go back to what, what on earth he was doing here. And you have to remember one thing is I think the two biggest things that he wanted us to get, like really get was love one another and believe in me, like, and, and like, I'll take care of it. Like I, the Bible isn't a reference tool. The Bible isn't um, a thought. These things were not just like, why would all these people die? For this, Even one upside down, I can't imagine, crucified upside down. Paul could have gotten out of prison if he did the right thing and played by the rules or whatever. A lot of them could have escaped this stuff. Why would they give up their lives in and, and such a gruesome manner often?
1: Mm-hmm. Spending
0: time in prison, being killed, being martyred, all these things for that
1: like yeah. that doesn't and if even you, if you need if you're in a boat where you feel like you're still wavering on like do I even believe that Jesus was real that this is that this is you know maybe maybe you do feel like there's two forces at play but you don't understand you know maybe which one is the good one or like what the basis of like dig into you know you'll find that Jesus is real he was scholars agree he, there's he lived yeah. he was a real person look into the shroud of Turin Yes. Which is really awesome. And then look into things like uh, the diary of, I can't remember what his name is, like Min Zhou or something like that. Like he was the Chinese emperor, like when Jesus was mm-hmm. crucified. And basically he has a journal entry from where he says, day and night have switched spots. The sins of man are on one person. He died today. He doesn't yeah. even know who Jesus is. He doesn't he know that. who that is. And his yeah, the spirit inspired that journal entry. Yes.
0: And yep. then he, and you, we, you know what
1: the... East, do you know what the eastern we are gate... so
0: lucky? We are so lucky. We can get on a computer yep. and do all the research we yep. want, and people don't. Do
1: you, do you know what the eastern gate is? I don't know. So that's the gate that in uh, Jerusalem that Jesus will come through. Okay. So basically, the powers at play there were so terrified that that was going to come true that they actually bricked up that entryway. You can't walk through. Oh it wow. <laughs> and they knew that Jesus that Jesus oh wouldn't gosh. go against he wouldn't go against the Torah, so they they built a cemetery in front of it. Oh wow! So if you're so scared of a guy who is dead, are you gonna
0: right That's close not, a gate I mean, he build gone. a cemetery yeah. in front of it? Right, no. he's gone. Right, that yeah, dude's no.
1: not dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. They weren't they weren't worried at all. So but i like i said i appreciate your time tonight i appreciate everything you help help people come to the bible help people understand what it is and even if we don't have all the answers like on bigger questions like angels and demons and different stuff we're doing our best read the bible pray yeah i mean you know? none,
1: none of us have perfect theology you're nope. not going to find anyone you agree with 100 percent. and that's no. probably a good
0: thing a good so. thing yes Absolutely. All right, Brennan. Well, I appreciate you again, and I hope to get to do another one with you sometime.
1: All and right, stay tuned for I part
0: see. two on this one. But I mean, yes,
1: yeah, on part two. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you. All right. So, what'd you think? You like it?
1: I like it.